Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're boring or fun, from a word for that to it's all been done, we're it's all been done, the podcast. <laughs> I don't think he's comfortable. It's my co-host Evan. I would love to live with giving his shaky voice some shade. Mm-mm-mm, it's my co-host Saker. Tell me what that means. Mm, I can't wait to live with it every day. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, is my voice shaky? Do you think? Do Do I have a, a voice for radio or a face for radio? You've got a wobble. You got a wobble in your voice, right? Mm, all right. Have, I mean, you don't have my like dulcet tones. My my sure. thick, my thick meaty voice. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> two C's and then two T's in meaty for some reason. My, vein, my veiny voice. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You're, it's got all the, the fat dripping off your voice. That's right. Right. Oh. Rendered rendered down. Throw that voice in the smoker for, I don't know, eight, nine hours. That comes out uh, tasty <laughs> and, in the end. Low and slow, baby. <laughs> That's what they call me back. That's what they call me. That was your the cheapest joke ever. That was that was my high school nickname. But low and slow, low and slow. is a pretty good high school nickname. Yeah, I gotta say. Yeah. Did you have a nickname in high school? Not. I was like, uh, I mean, I had a lot of derogatory nicknames and like soccer and sucker and. Uh, but no, no, no real n- nicknames. I don't know. Did you? Did you have like a? Did you ever have? A, did any of your significant others ever have a pet name for you? No, I my high school girlfriend was named Ashley, and I called her Ashy Smashy. Does that count? <laughs> so her, and we're still with her today, and I and we're married, and we're in a hateful uh, disillusionment. Ashy um, Smashy. Uh, no, but you certainly, as a ska boy, as a band boy, as a, a punk boy, I feel like you would have a hundred nicknames. Ah, uh, I the only thing I remember is people call well. Obviously, Evan Dick in his mouth is my is my perennial. Of course, of course, yes. But uh, I think uh, Shade, they called me Shade. Oh, because you're tall, right. Because I'm tall, yeah. So when that you was... say, given my shaky voice some shade, you're just contributing your voice to this podcast. Yep. I'm standing over you and providing you a welcome respite from the horrors of 2020. You're tying it all together, and mm-hmm. I love that. I Living love it up, it. slapping it down. <laughs> As, I love it. Living it up, I cannot hear coming out of your mouth anymore. For the listeners, uh, Ev has been singing Summertime, the second track from this album, for the last... I was over your house last night outside watching social distance movies with you, and you sang it for the entirety of the four hours, just yeah, without yeah. pause. I just can't. I can't. You know, I've, got a, I've got a three-year-old at home, and he sings... It's either that or Moana, right, man? <laughs> so it's either sing the bare naked ladies to keep the Moana demons yeah, away. I can't, I can't get it out of my fucking head, man. <laughs> sure. I'm cracking up here. Yeah. When okay. I came over, your partner said that your your son was on the porch just singing the same like just that line over and over again for the last hour, which is yep. delightful. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what it must be like to have a three year old. What what fun. You'll get there, buddy. Yeah. Well, I hope you do. Holy Christ! Okay, are you, are you thinking that my son might perish before that time? Is that or you know the future are, isn't for us to see, right? Time travel shenanigans. Maybe he'll just skip three. Mm. I think that's more likely. You know what? <laughs> I am could, curious. If you could skip a year, what what, what year would you have skipped? Twenty twenty. Yeah. So it's not an age. It's just a year. I get to. Skip. Okay. Okay. So let's let's skip ages. I think I, I would know. skip teens, like early, t- like tweens. I, I wasn't, that wasn't really a fun time. Yeah, 12, 13, middle school. That's garbage. I'm I just saying, the last decade. I want to die a decade earlier. <laughs> As a middle school teacher, I'm going to come straight out and say, those years suck. They're garbage. <laughs> um, I am curious, though, 
Speaking of nicknames, we do have a guest with us today, and I am dying to know his nicknames. He is a comedian, musician, and actor, host of the podcast Hampton High and Voice of Stir Fry on the podcast Rude Tales of Magic. It's Tim Platt. Hi, Tim. Hello. How are you? Hi, Tim. I'm great. How are you, man? I'm great. I, I took notes on the riff because there was, <laughs> there was, there was I stuff you. I had thought about. <laughs> but, Tell us. Get, read, read your notes off from the beginning. Oh, but uh, to answer your question, uh, I feel like... Um, I feel like most people who get to most pe- most people I hang out with who end up f- wanting most people who I get close enough to to have a nickname for me end up calling me Timbo. I feel oh, like really? Tim- oh. Timbo just like sort of comes out a lot. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Ev, I call you Evbo all the time. What is yeah. it with the bow suffix? That's strange. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I play with it like Timbo. I like Timbo. That's a bit all of right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Timbo was a. Uh, also a MMA fighter. I'm thinking that's, of that's Kimbo. Kimbo. Okay. Kimbo. Kimbo Slice. Kimbo Slice. <laughs> Never. I'm actually thinking of the short-lived Mega 64 parody of Timbo Slice called Kimbo. Or, sorry, other way around. Which is even more niche than any of our listeners will ever understand. I am speaking only to myself right now, and I apologize for that. Great pause. <laughs> hey, no, the moment you begin to talk to yourself is when growth truly happens. Because it actually oh, actually blew up a lot of barriers between our, ourselves and ourselves. So. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Holy shit. Damn. We're getting, this is, let's change this to a meditation podcast, Ev. We I'd can't. love to. <laughs> I'd love to. So I just sit silently? Yeah, that would be nice. We'll just do a half hour of silence to open things up. Well, and the, listeners then... just want, the listeners just want to know that there's somebody there with them, uh-huh. right? That's yeah. why we do this in the podcast. For, so, you know, if it's, it's like a sleeping podcast. They put it on when they sleep, and you're just, you just sit there breathing softly into the microphone, right? Sure. It, is this – I do find that, like, n- niche podcasts tend to be sleeping podcasts for me, <laughs> ones where I can, like – do you know what I mean? Ones yeah, where I'm, absolutely. Like, it's like the, the topic is not urgent – um, right. I like the top. I can always re-listen to it doing sure. something else. There's a sort of like people get off topic, but it doesn't matter. There's like because some podcasts you want to know, some right. ca- podcasts like you want to be in the know, some ca- podcasts you want to learn, and some yeah. are just like this is just a vibe. Right, I want right, to like right. sit into it. Oh man, I wonder for how many people Ev, do you think our brains, their brains are infiltrated by us every night, and can we give them secret messages right now? Yeah, um, you can. I- Answering both your questions, four and yes. <laughs> okay, I think. good, good, great, great answers. Um, wow. So, do you you are a, a podcast sleeper, Tim? Um, I have been. Okay. Um, but my my girlfriend uh, is not, and okay. so and we <laughs> live together. So Probably it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I'll nap with a podcast. I'll, sure. be, I'll sleep on a plane with a podcast. Um, but now just silence. Sure, sure. Wow. Which is good. Deafening. Yeah. Which That's is good. I can't I can't the cue gets me. I can listen to a sleeping podcast maybe, but then like the Doughboys theme song like comes on and it's loud as fuck and like yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. So I have played with Spotify's like um <laughs> like yeah. classical music for sleep. Oh man. <laughs> Which yeah. is good. It's good. Sure, sure. I'm a white noise person. I can't ah. I gotta do the white noise. Ah. Um, can I share my other notes that <laughs> I took from, yes. for, the, for the opening? Please, race? please get us off of this. Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll just read you in order. Uh, Moana, love to talk about Moana. Uh-huh. <laughs> Being in bands in high school, loved that was huge for me. Also, mm-hmm. not a big not a big nickname space. I found a lot of just like dude. Oh, a lot of just sure. calling each other dude. Um, 
there's like I feel like in especially well, that's not true. The bassist always had a nickname. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you bass- what did you play? I played guitar. Okay. I played okay. guitar. Sure. Um but the and the bassist had a nickname. Uh, <laughs> um uh, repeating songs over and over again, do it all the time. It's a problem. I've had people ask me to just stop. I've okay. had like, <laughs> I've had my roommates say like, "Hey, I know you don't mean to do this, but like, can you? I just can't hear that. Please stop." Right, right, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and fun. middle school, I'm always down to talk about middle school. Oh, Fascinating good. age. Those, I don't and, those, know. and I took the I took those lists. I took that list down because I was like. Maybe who knows what, <laughs> who knows where this is gonna go. Sure, I love that your notes are just like the most positive. Like Moana, I'm down to talk about it. <laughs> like, well, I love those songs. I think yeah. Moana has such a great soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and I love the opening. Um, Moana, make way, make way. Make way. <laughs> It's really beautiful. It's really powerful. It's a great opening song. The way it like builds on itself, you know, uh-huh. the way it tells you the story about Mo- what what Moana wants, what her expectations are, plus like just moving forward. And it's rare to have a Disney princess who is like, I actually think my home rules. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, huh. interesting. It's not the home's fault. It's me. I want something. You know, uh, Belle's yeah. like, this place fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Walking Even around her town thanks, and going Belle, like, yeah. you people suck, this place sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shitty. <laughs> Even Ariel is like, she is like not respect. I don't remember her ever like, respecting her home. She sure. has to go. Oh. But, she, sure. but, but we never we never make clear that she actually likes her home. We don't know. We don't know. And she right. doesn't. Right, right. Yeah, that's true. Ev, this is, this is solely, you and Tim could probably go off for a while about uh, Disney princesses. Yeah. That's your wheelhouse. I mean, if I were King Triton, I would have just let Ariel go. Like, I don't care. I wouldn't care. I have seven other daughters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Jesus. he even noticed she was missing. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Which, which makes him a better father than King. So, strange <laughs> yep. how that happens. Wow. That's, this is, this is, we've gotten to a weird space with this. Yeah. You would just, would you really think if you had eight kids and one ran away that you would just be totally well, oblivious? If I were, if I were ruling an entire undersea kingdom. That's fair. That's fair. You got a lot else right? on your mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Remember the octopus, the octopi are slowly gaining <laughs> sentience, right? Sentience yeah. that we can call alien. Yeah, right. We got to protect ourselves. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, Tim, you, uh, you, you still obviously play guitar. You do music and comedy music, right? Yeah. Um, I was kind of curious. I was kind of looking into more of your work, and I found out that you did some songs with Sesame Street. Is that correct? Yeah, Ooh. I did one song with Se- – I wrote one song for Sesame Street. Um, yeah. I – so um, I work with this group called the Story Pirates, which is okay. this um, uh, – it's this arts education group, takes stories written by kids, turns them into shows for the kids. I did that for many, many, many years. Um, and they have a podcast now, and through them I started – writing songs for kids i did like oh, cool. one of those like i was a t- an actor and teaching artist for them and one of the like teaching jobs was like you know those those like preschool groups where you just yeah. like pl- play sing like sing like a, a a song about a bucket and yeah. then kids like <laughs> like move up all around with their parents and stuff like right. that we had one of those except the conceit was everyone gets a song and so every new day you would come in and the parents had written down like a sheet of things about their like barely one-year-old and then we would write a song about that kid based on that sheet um and so i did that and that got me into writing songs for kids which like honestly sort of was really a fun challenge i've always loved 
kids songs i've always liked children's music i've always really responded to that stuff and like as a kid respond to that stuff and just like it as like song writing yeah um and so when i started doing that that sort of infected my comedy songwriting a bit too and i just sort of like started playing with that space more and i had a friend who um was a director with a production company who had just pitched a letter of the day segment to sesame street and just hired me to be the songwriter for that oh, wow. segment so it was it was through a, a weird back channel for Sesame Street, That's and eventually, awesome. like I would send them. To, Sesame Street would give me notes about the song, and then I'd sure respond to them. But it was mostly through that production company. Um, sure. And then I yeah. got to sing it for the Letter of the Day thing. So that was That's like my cool. voice, my playing. Um, super cool. Yeah. Really big honor. Really grateful for it. Love the song. Can play it for you if you want. It's very easy. <laughs> and, oh. Then, um, oh. And. Uh, and then I, through that, I started writing more songs for Story Pirates podcast, which ends up they have more orchestration, so it can be more of like a, a musical theater yeah. piece, um, or more like a, a big storytelling song type thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I I wondered what the process kind of was because Bare Ladies have done stuff for Disney before, so I was trying to tie it in there. Like, what is there a lot of noting? Like, did you did you come out with like you know, the song, and they, they came back with the red pen and, and marked it up? It, kind of, it was kind of interesting. So, um, you know, I am I use this credit. I'm proud of this credit. I love Sesame Street. But, like, I'm always, first to admit, I got through this through, like, a backdoor channel, through right. my friends who, like, had, they already, the Letter of the Day segments are, like, a minute long. And so what Sesame Street does is, like, they'll just take pictures from production companies, you know, and then be like, okay, you have a minute. Um, so... My friend told me we want it to be V's for vegetable. We want it to be like an Animaniac song listing all the vegetables as many yeah. as you can. <laughs> so I wrote like it has to be under a minute. So I was like, okay. So and he said all the vegetables. <laughs> so I like <laughs> I wrote a song that ended up being like a minute twenty that was like all the vegetables. Yeah. Super fast clip and being like, here's what I have right now. Like I don't know. And the guy's like, all right, let's try to take these out. Okay. So I finally get to a minute, all the vegetables I can. Send it to Sesame Street and they're like way too many vegetables like, <laughs> this is not what we want this is not what we wanted can we be less vegetables and rather than listing them all can you say something about each of the vegetables and also can you make it about that it comes from a garden and it's actually like totally it has to do different. and you can actually make a salad sure it's okay. like uh, yeah but i wouldn't have done this fucking like yeah like this gymnastics to fit this sure. stuff together um but that was really interesting because they were like the way that we work is that if you say a lyric we have to see a lyric so oh. for like example, like oh. so when I came back to them with a song, you know, the uh, there's a line about carrots that says, "Oh, rabbits like carrots," you know, um, and they're like, "Actually, can you change this line because we're too far along in production where we don't have, we can't get a rabbit right now, and oh. if you say rabbit, we need to see a rabbit." So and can we change that line? Which was so great. Interesting. Oh, sorry. There's just they did they couldn't do like like beef be real of a rabbit like they, they had to have a live rabbit in studio like yeah <laughs> bizarre yeah. Uh, yeah I mean it was it, but it was it, it's that was like one of those interesting moments where you're like I love like a technical note like that like we yeah. can't because yeah and yeah. I'm like oh okay then we'll you know that's interesting we, but th those are the type of notes they had it was fun yeah. Tim, what is the most expendable vegetable? What was number one to go when you listed all the vegetables and they said no? Which bok choy was it? What was out first? Bok choy is definitely out. Um, okay. As also, I think I was always saying like frisbee wrong. I think but, I was saying yeah. frisbee, so I yeah. got rid of that one. Um, kohl yeah. Kohlrabi was out. I sure. tried to get all the beans, <laughs> but apparently I, I was always like never sure of beans for vegetables. Okay. But I was using beans as like my outline for every verse. Do you know what I mean? Oh shit! Yeah, because you could big. always have like a different type of bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like yeah. something, 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 and 
you know, pinto yeah. bean, something, 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 <laughs> and black bean. You know, like yeah. that was always the outro rhyme. Uh, so it totally odd. threw up my structure when beans oh, had to go. Man. Oh, so you have, there's a whole B side of uh, the, bee, the bean version of V is for vegetable. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I got to hear that one. Tim, though, right now we have to hear a different song, unfortunately. Okay. Let's scoot over to this week's song. This week's song is called I Have Learned. And if you've never heard it before, dear listeners, here is a quick sample. Okay. Tim, let's start with you. I'd imagine, is this your first time hearing this song? Yeah, this is my first time hearing this song. Okay, straight off the bat, like, what initial impressions did you have of I Have Learned? Um, straight off, so I listened to this song three times. I listened to it once during the week and then twice before doing Mm -hmm. this podcast. And during the third time is when I, like, wrote down notes about it um but my first thought was um that it's boring you know <laughs> my first yeah. thought it's boring which i don't usually connect the bare lady songs yeah um because i think even if i think i like I, I said this before when i messaged you guys i love stunt i thought i really liked that album and i yeah. listened to it this week and i was like oh this is still has a bunch of great songs i really really like yeah um even if you think bare naked ladies are annoying which i think is like probably a a fair segment of people. Right. I don't. I. I never think they're boring. Um, right. And this song is really boring. Um, <laughs> uh, when the when the guitar solo is the most interesting part of a bare naked ladies bare naked ladies song, then that's like you you failed. You know. That's uh, yeah. I have almost the exact same lyric. The solo kind of rules. It sounds like a classic rock song. It's good. Like it. I wrote that it might be the only redeeming quality of of this song. That's yeah. That's, yeah I, that's, that's first thought it was is that it was just really boring and then i have more specific ones when i l- yeah. listen to it but, yeah. but i'd love to le- let you guys go off sure well we can move through ev what was your initial impression i really liked it <gasps> are you serious <laughs> um don't fuck well, with me i kind of <laughs> liked it but now that you now hearing you guys rag on it i'm, I'm like doing my contrarian no, no, no. thing and i'm gonna, no, 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 I'm, gonna no, no, no. I'm gonna ride or die for this song now oh yeah cool oh this, i see now yeah. i'm beginning to see how this podcast works i'm already yes. feeling lifted by, yeah. the, by the tension <laughs> It's, it's based on spite. That's what our podcast I liked, is. Like, yeah. like, I mean, being a kid of like the '90s, like I got like the I got like mad alternative vibes from this. Like a, but it also had like a sort of like '70s like jam band slowly warming up feel for sure. Like yeah, and they did the uh, they did like the like Nirvana slash whole like soft loud soft loud thing. <laughs> they, like it did. It, so it felt I got I got a little nostalgia for this, even though it was just kind of like it was kind of like they took a. Uh, alternative songs just the alternative genre mm-hmm. and then like put it in like a food processor and chopped it up and then like made it into like a shake for me to drink okay. <laughs> like i couldn't pick out any flavor like sure. any particular flavor out of this so yeah i definitely agree with tim that it was kind of boring in that regard yeah but uh but i liked it because it was kind of fun and it was kind of a departure from like the waka chicka waka we've we've been listening to so far yeah but uh, uh, yeah I mean, we have mentioned the Waka Chicka Waka. We have a huge 70s influence on this album, right? Between that sort of like, you know, sort of 
horny-esque music in the previous songs. And now this, uh, I wrote like Doors right off the bat. It sounded like a weird Doors song. Like mm. Naked Ladies going through their like psychedelic period. Not a fan of that at all. And I'm so glad it breaks out of it eventually. But then it just turns into like a generic, like uh, trying to ape a classic rock song maybe. Easy bones. Spare me the parlor tricks that impress you. It is not their strongest outing for sure. <laughs> it, it's interesting. You guys have all mentioned different like reference points to this song, yeah. which is funny because I, when I was listening to it, I was like, "What does this remind me of?" Because it did. It, it felt so clearly like them trying to ape a certain style. Mm-hmm. And what I got to was like, oh, this is them hearing like the most recent Foo Fighters album and being like, <laughs> that's it. Like, that's the direction. We want that. Yeah. And it's just like, and he doesn't have the voice for it, really. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up Foo Fighters because to me, Foo Fighters is just sort of like the, if there's like a bell curve of rock bands, like Foo Fighters is right <laughs> on like the top average middle. Like it's a, it's one of those like bands that you hear on the radio and you can't really pick out a song that they play or like do and you're like, but you don't turn it off. You're like, oh, this is just like white noise, like the rock equivalent of white noise. Yeah. yeah. I don't dislike Foo Fighters. I do think that they like, there is something that, this, I, I mean, there's a lot of their early stuff that I liked when I was like in high school that like obviously I still connect to, you know, mm-hmm. um, like Everlong I think is still a, is a great single. And I think everything on that album I also remember being good. Um, but they have there's this weird stats where they are sort of easy to make fun of, but if you lean into it, you're just like it's they're like a rock band that still tours and that that's yeah. cool. Like good for you know? Yeah. It's like there's not that many bands, especially from that era, that like can that moved forward in that way. And I have like I'm the older I get, the less I'm like what they're doing is cool, the more I'm like, if they're making it work, then like what a <laughs> What am I to say? That's like, that's important, you know? <laughs> I love that. That's so giving. Just like, it's not for me anymore. I'm putting it out of the universe. Good for them. Like, <laughs> yeah. so happy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, for sure. I feel like that's where Brandon Good Ladies is going for us, Ev. They're no mm. longer for us, but they're still touring. People are still, they're selling out shows. Good they're still packing. They're still packing small, like, small auditoriums and like small stadiums. Yeah, they're making their money. So slight pivot, you can bash me down back into topic when, <laughs> when, whenever you guys want. But have you seen oh. the Backstreet Boys documentary, Show Them What You're Made Of? No. no. So, <laughs> so I've seen this documentary like five fucking times. Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, because me and my girlfriend love it, and we always try to show it to people. Okay. And they're always like, I don't know. And we're always like, well, just start watching, and you'll, and you'll, and you'll see why it's good. And then we end up watching it again because it's, it's great. But the conceit of it is that... It's like in 2013, they're ba- they're finally out of their original record deal, so they can start making music that they write. So the conceit is oh, that wow. they go to London to write their album, to write their first album together, and that's sort of like the conceit, but ends up not being what it's about. What it ends up being about is that each of them goes to their home town and tells the story of the Backstreet Boys, you know. <laughs> but it's very intimate, it's very raw, and they're very much like we were the biggest band in the world. Let's like show you exactly what that means to be the biggest band in the world, which is like a phrase you hear, but you don't like yeah. think about what goes into it. And then they're like, and then we, and then we were a boy band and then we were adults and now we're adults and our solo projects didn't really work out and we're back together. What does that mean for us? Um, and it's like, it really made, I came out really impressed by them because it's sort of, it's this weird thing where you're like, why would I make fun of it? They're selling out <laughs> mid-sized theaters around the world yeah that's a great career what's mockable about this do you know what i mean they're doing these these doing these same songs that i made fun of 
in elementary school and middle school. Right. But they still work in the live stage, and, like, they are bringing them... They're bringing their whole their whole selves to it, like... I don't know. I feel like that movie made me really be like... Me making fun of them is, like, silly, because this is actually, like, a triumph of... Yeah. I don't know. Of, of maturity, of artistry, of, like, ego. Like, really, it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. You are... It is it's so interesting to have someone so relentlessly positive on the podcast because <laughs> that's just so sweet to hear. Yeah, for sure. Interesting. Oh, I mean, I mean, we can get nasty if we oh. want. <laughs> but I do think I do think it's fair to say that like especially with bands that are still pulling out stuff, I have go- gotten to a place that's a little less of um cynical. I'm maybe? just really more impressed that people can keep on going at a later age because yeah. I think it's really really hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, uh, Ev, does that does that Thank make you, you more yes. <laughs> does that make you more am, excited? As the oldest person in the world, <laughs> I uh, I agree. I think that was early in our canon. You were some sort of giant. Uh, the older the older you got, the bigger you grew. And yes. uh, uh, I've lost our early album canon of your character. You are now some sort of Civil War ghost or something, yeah. if I remember Civil correctly. War ghost. Okay. Um, you're, a go- you're a ghost? Yeah, yeah. 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 Saker, Saker summons summon me him. from the digital ether at the beginning of every uh, recording session. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole... And I'm just, waiting, I'm just waiting for him to slip up just a little bit in the ritual, so the, uh, then, I get, then I get paid. Just so you can finally say boo. You <laughs> can't right. contractually say... He's done all the right rituals that you can't say boo yet. Yeah. I'm going to spook the shit out of him. Wait yeah, for you that. Just have to, it's, like, it's like in the Sandman comic, that, that first wheelchair that cuts off... That cuts off the circle. Yeah. Let's exactly. just say boo for the first I'm gonna time. Get you. I'm going to get you. Damn it. Does that make you excited for uh, the album that they've just finished, Ev, for it to come out? Like, just thinking about, like, they're still doing it. These guys are 50-something, and they're still doing it. How exciting is that? Uh, scale from 1 to 10? What are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah, scale of 1 to 10. Uh, 3? Okay, cool. It just extends our podcast. That's really all yeah, I want. It's more friend wait, time with you. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like we don't like we don't hang out outside of the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, this did. There was some some ninety stuff that that really. I'm pivoting back. I'm sorry, everyone. Please. <laughs> there, right after they like the part where Ed goes, "You get hot." The guitar is like chunka chunka chunka. Like they do <laughs> like use these nineties, very alternative Evurite sort of tropes uh, that were kind of interesting. You get hot. Like the the guitar echoing Ed's vocals, but like a half step higher, so it's kind of got a little bit of disharmony. Like yeah. that just that just screams like hard '90s alternative to me. Yeah, yeah, I could hear that. Like an Allison Chain sort of vibe. Mm. But but in the whole, I think you're 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 both have said things that are kind of like walking around that point too. But I, I feel like this song was kind of written by committee. Like the first song on this album is like, how do we write a Coldplay song? Everybody get together, let's write it. This one is yeah, mm. kind of how do we write a '90s alternative Foo Fighters? Like when when Steve was I, okay, so I feel like it's better and worse. Tim, just for context, this is the first album that came out when they're a member has an important member of the band has left. So okay. like they're trying to kind of reinvent themselves. And their, I feel their other singer, I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy who sang one week. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I feel like when he was with the band, there was a real push and pull where they were like Ed songs and Steve songs. And like, this is mine. This is yours. And it made the albums really like dynamic. And now I feel like all the songs are like, let's get together. Let's all write them together. Let's all have a hand in it, which you think would be great. But it kind of just makes them this like 
stew of, of, I mean, exactly what you said, like blend it all up and there's no flavor to it, right? I don't know. It's yeah. not what I said. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I've, I've misinterpreted willfully what you said. Still like the shake. I just can't pick out any flavors. Okay, got it, got it, got it. I mean, I think you said that really well. I, this, I think I wrote down this feels like a first draft of a song. Yeah. Because it feels like there was no moment. There was no moment of fun for me in this song. And also there was like, we, you guys were talking about the sort of the plotting of like that guitar beat. I, yeah. I just found that like the way the harmony the way the melody um, like mirrored the rhythm of it just got so boring, so clack. Bum, bum, bum. Those moments are supposed to be like, I'm like, when that type of thing is used in a song, it's supposed to be big instead of just like I don't know. There's no there. There was no like melody hook that made me be like, "Oh, cool! This is what the song is." And when just getting that bump, bum, that was. It. I mean, that was the big moment of the song, yeah. and it happens. It's the first line of every part of the chorus, you know. <laughs> yeah, which is just like there's nowhere to go, nowhere to rest. It's like they had nothing more to say except bump, bump. Exactly. Like, like I'm trying to think. Like the best version of that, I think, is um, uh, uh oh, um. Uh, uh, life is a highway. <laughs> I'm gonna ride. Bum, 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 bum. Bum. You yeah. know, like that—that's at the end sure. of the line. It's you a know, more at least, at least, like you, when you get to the end of it, you're like, oh fuck, it's a whole fucking verse before I get to hear that part again. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. But they just—they just give it to you. They do. You don't even get, ugh. I, uh, Much like yeah, I—I uh, stood up and clapped every time that that happened in the song. <laughs> Okay. Every time, okay. I was just yeah. It was a slow clap, and then as soon as I, I just tried to clap on the, that's perfect. This... And then the guitar solo, I just went ahead and took my pants right off. Sure, every right time. Good, good solo. Yeah. Good solo. I'd say good solo. I, I to speak to Tim's point about like something to hold on to in this song. Like you'd think in most songs, it's the chorus. Like having like this chorus to just like, oh, this is cool. This is like kind of what the song is written around. In this one, the chorus feels like a mush mouth to me. If I hadn't been reading the lyrics, I would have been like, what the, what the fuck is he saying? I have learned to live with, live with every choice we made. But I would love to live with, give me a shaky voice, so so clear mm-hmm. i wrote that actually at the note as well like usually i can pick out every word they're saying even without a lyric sheet but this one they like i feel like that is again they're trying to ape this sort of alternative like mushmouth style yeah yeah but like I, a like like a nirvana style where you're just kind of moaning into a microphone <laughs> muttering yeah i i, I know, oh go ahead tim i was gonna say in that vein you know there is like i didn't read the lyrics to this i did look at the chords for this and they're boring oh okay i <laughs> I, uh, I looked um I I didn't read the lyrics of this, but the way you guys are talking about how this seems like their version of a 90s song, um, I think what's also true about that is it, it has this sort of, which I connect very much to like sort of 90s and all style, this like, what did I write down? Like, it's not like an advice song, but it's like a song about like how you feel and like, it's almost like a gesture of like, you could be like me in this way, you could be badass like this. I was I, like... 
there's a there's a sort of like presumption of depth about one's personal experience that is like kind of not really well borne out in the song. It's so we're supposed to take it at face value. Like, does does that does that make sense? Oh, I actually don't think I'm being very articulate about. No, one hundred percent, it does. Um, because that's almost the theme of the album right now. Is really, I was right, you were wrong. Because I think, Ev, I don't know if you'd agree, but this is another song about. Steve leaving the band, right? Yeah, it's like a it's like a harder, it's like a meaner, harder version of You Run Away. Yeah, where he's like, just I mean, straight up like, you well, you fucking suck. Like <laughs> it's kind of fun to it's kind of fun to watch Ed like process his feelings throughout this album right. because originally he's like, you know, like you know, when you have a breakup or something, and then like later on you realize the person you were with was a really shitty person and they didn't treat you right. So you're like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, yeah fuck you. I, I figured it out. You suck. <laughs> right. And that's like this like Ed that's Ed going through this, like, for all of us to see. But I do love that he almost even sequenced the songs, like, as he was like, at first it was like, I'm so sorry that you ran away. We could have worked it out. And now that we're halfway through the album, it's like, hey, what the heck, man? <laughs> like Is this like the like the, the, the stages of grief? Is that yeah, what we're looking going through sure, here? And this is anger? Sure, yeah. We're almost done. What was the um briefly, I'm sure you've covered it before, but what was the um what was the straw that broke the camel's back? And are, are there sides? Are are there legitimate sides here, or is it just like a sure. break, a breakup? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were they were promoting their children's album, Snack Time, and cool. uh, Steve, who's the guy who left, uh, was caught and uh, 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 on a cocaine charge, right? Ev? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there was some long discussions, and then the band came out as a unit and said, "We have decided that Steve is leaving the band," and they never gave the full story, which is clearly like we got to kick you out. We have a wholesome family friendly image. Um, and now he releases solo music and they still do Naked ladies. And uh, this was their kind of very obvious. They, they never, they were always in interviews like, well, we just decided we were going separate ways with the band. And this whole album is like, Steve, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's okay. a weird, weird that they would even try to obfuscate like, Oh no, we're still friends. We still love him because <laughs> all of these songs are so fucking mean. <laughs> um, okay, that makes sense. Though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know. Like this is this is a weird. It is an attack on him, but it's also just a very weird attack. Like it's it's pulling out some real specifics. Like you're only comfortable when you're uncomfortable. I don't think you're comfortable. And like you, you burn your hands and then say they're not burned. I'm not owned. I'm not owned. He said, shrinking into a corn cob. Like it's <laughs> just like some weird, very specific owns against these. Waving your candlesticks in your burnt hands. Um, but then there's some stuff I just didn't get. Like I'd use a metaphor, but I'm done with you. I'd use a metaphor, but I'm done with you. Huh? <laughs> like, true. Yeah, it's explicit. It's just what it was. You'd <laughs> say something poetic, but yeah, he doesn't really have the time to do it. I truly love that line because it's like, I'd make this song better, but I don't want to. <laughs> like, okay, cool, interesting. Um, also, I mean, can we go th- over that bridge real quick then? Same sun, same fun, whole new world. <laughs> Sounds like a children's song. Is that sun a reaction? 
are, are we playing with the idea of shaky voice some shade? And so after shade, oh. we're talking about sun. I hadn't thought about that. Is that what's that. happening here? Uh, probably not. <laughs> yeah, that's what I feel that way too. Probably not. Right. That's and is that the is that the shortest BNL bridge I've ever heard? Yeah, Just seven like, words. Seven words. Yeah. yeah. I Though I think the bridge was like my favorite part of the 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 my favorite um not lyrical moment, but it was my favorite like vocal moment. Yeah. Of yeah. the whole song. That's when I was like, oh, this is something. Yeah. I only, and I only really register it in the third listen. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really breakout because it sounds so different, but. Uh, yeah, it's maybe I I liked it too, and I think it's because it wasn't the ex, like the dun 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 yeah yeah. Um, but it is. I mean, it's it's also kind of cool in its simplicity. Like we're still gonna tour. It's gonna be everything's the same, except it's also totally new, which is like all right. That's that's cool. That's an interesting way to put it. Um, yeah. But also very boring. <laughs> Truly, these. I mean, if we're gonna hit lyrics for a sec, some of the most repetitive and redundant lyrics in the storied history of the band. I have learned to live with living with every choice we've made. I would love to live with giving. Just fuck. Just cut out the first live. I have learned to live with live with every choice. You're too proud of that structure. You're too sure. proud of being like, you see yeah. how I did there? Yeah. I can learn. I have learned to live with living. See, there's something, there's a poetry to that that we make work, and they don't really make work. No, you know, like, not at all. They don't justify it. Yeah. Well, it's well, that's, that's just Ed, though. I mean, it is. I'm just saying it's it's as bad as it usually is. I mean, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, I feel like one thing that bums me out about this type of thing is that, so when I was like in high school. I like tried to write songs, but I felt like I couldn't write songs because I didn't have enough life experience, and I felt like songs had to be like a, a presentation of like misery or woe or like <laughs> dark of deep feelings, sure. you know, in a way that was sort of like very presentational. And it was only like later on did I find that like, oh, to be a playful songwriter as possible. Like, I didn't discover, like, They Might Be Giants until, like, way too late. But, like, I feel like that's what I needed. That's what I would have needed in high school to, like, right. know to start writing songs. Oh, you can just, like, do shit like this? Yeah. And I always consider Berkeley sort of, like, in that in-between thing. Like, they are being playful, but, they you know, they're, they're pretty earnest. Sure. You know? Um, and to see this just be so, like, blandly, here's how I feel. <laughs> here's like, like, I hate digesting a life experience through a song so specifically it's like is that that's i just don't think that's what songs yeah are good for and i think that's boring <laughs> i just think it's boring and like you hear it and you're like what do you want from me you want me to get into this with you yeah if you want me to get into this with you like tell me a story you know <laughs> i don't know i don't know i'm with you this is a medium piece this is like something you would type up this is a a, a treatise that you would put online like this is not a song it's just a statement i think you're exactly yeah. right yeah um, but Ev, I'm sorry, you loved this song, as you were saying at the beginning of the episode. So fucking defend it, jackass. I think I have. <laughs> okay, okay, sure. And I think you both love it now, too. Damn, what? you're right. Are you crazy? <laughs> have you been listening to a word that we've said this whole time? No, sorry, my my headphones keep, my earphones keep, like, cutting out whenever anyone, like, shits on the song. So I'm just hearing only the positive stuff. Sure. Wow. Like, I liked Bridge. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Man. Well, um, cool. I guess. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I am pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I 
I don't know. That's truly the only other note I had musically was like, I thought that the doubling of the vocals was interesting. Uh, like I said, this this song is like the equivalent of like oatmeal for breakfast. Like it was hearty. <laughs> it was hearty. It stuck to my ribs, <laughs> and uh, I forgot about it a minute after I had eaten sure. it. Sure. Right. What? I'm like, oh, I'm still I'm still full for the day. Like I don't I didn't pig out on like delicious cinnamon rolls and bacon and stuff. I just ate a bowl of oatmeal. Uh-huh. So this is this is songs as nourishment. I must yes. listen to a song today, and so I'm going to make it I have learned. I'm gonna disagree with you actually real quick. <laughs> I'm gonna disagree with you real quick because I don't think it um uh, I think oatmeal is a bit too sensible for this. <laughs> I don't think this is a very sensible song. I think this is like what I would say about this is this is like um what breakfast food is this like? <laughs> I think that I'm trying to think of the right cereal, but I think it is a dry cereal without milk. Oh. I'm, I'm, this oh. is like the like special K with berries oh, without no. milk. Yeah, you know what I mean? special K, but you don't have milk, so you have to put water in. It. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I would. Ne- <laughs> Do you do that? Oh, of I did it. I think once as a kid. I was <laughs> like, it's probably the same. Yeah. <laughs> no. and it isn't. It's bad. <laughs> this you is... eat it dry before with. I eat it dry before yeah. with water. But <laughs> I, I, I think this is like a dry special that. K with berries. You're like this. I I know what this is. I know what this wants to be. But it doesn't like, you know, it it doesn't have what it needs to have to make this a meal. Yeah. But I'm eating it because I'm out the door. It's a, I have it's to a plate, yeah. a plate of a plate of dry special K with <laughs> with berries. Yeah, because I have a bowl. You just put it on a plate. Because we like special K with berries when milk's involved. Yeah. But in this in this scenario, there's no milk. <laughs> so all we can see are the gaps between the flakes. <laughs> This, this is, yeah, to me, I feel both of you. I think this is definitely a cereal. This is like a promotional version of Kashi's best friends called Worst Enemies. Sure, and so sure, it's sure, the sure. same flavor, except the box is Ed and Steve slapping each other. And This is like a, it's like a, like, you know, like, remember Malto Meal cereals where it's like, <laughs> it's like, these are, it's, it's Special J and like, or like, the ones Lucky Harm. The bags, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So this is like a, this is like an off-brand Special sure. K okay. even. I like that. It's not even Special K. Regular K, berries. yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. and and what and what's that? And you're gonna love saying this one. What's that one cereal that it's like? I got a a ghost on it. Could you tell me the name if you can say the name? It's it's, it's something berry. What was that? Could you say that? Oh, you, <laughs> I just I can't remember what it is. I'm just really wondering. Like, do you remember what it is? I don't want to spook him so bad. Oh, do you rem- okay, guess you just don't cereal. remember that name of that cereal. Mm-hmm. No, do I don't remember the name of the cereal. <laughs> I believe it's Count Berry is what you're oh, aiming for there. It was Right, okay, it's probably that. That's sure, it, isn't it? Sure. It's just Count Berry. Yeah, Barry. I'll yep. go along my day thinking that and see how you squirm. <laughs> Um, did either of you have any other note? That's all the notes I had on this song. Uh, anybody have anything that wasn't mentioned here? Um, I wrote plotting, not playful. Mm, yeah. Uh, I wrote nice lead guitar. Yeah. Nice solo. As a guitarist, um, I'm sure that's, yeah, that sticks out to you. I would, I would want, I want Pearl Jam to cover this song. <laughs> I just want to hear Eddie Vedder sing here's, these lines. Here's a deep cut, bare naked ladies jams. <laughs> like, well, you know. I would love. Well, here's one thing that that is true. I didn't write this down, but I do think it's fair to say that, like, I think a different vocal performer could have sold this song more. You know, like, I don't believe him in this. Definitely. I don't believe. I just it, so the the whole song you're just like, what are you doing? And I think a different, fuller voice. I like his voice, but in like a, a Eddie Vedder, Eddie Vedder could surely sing this song better. Yeah. You know, like. I, even I have learned you would, the the way he has a, his vocal inflections could make you be more on board and not checked out. Yeah. So I do think a different vocalist could uh, possibly make this work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it. I mean, there's it's problematic 
not in the same way that a lot of BNL songs are problematic, but just like the lyrics are very straightforward, which is... Well, I mean, they're they're trying to sell themselves ne- like with this song as like alternative rock. Mm. And they are an alternative band, but they're not like a hard rock band. And I think that that's just showing through. Like, that's not what they are. Yeah. Um, and I think that they're trying their best. Yeah. Like, you know, but they're not, they're, they're yeah. just not that. I feel you. So, uh, I guess it's about time to rate this song. <laughs> Oh, oh. Ev, as you know, but our guest may not, we rate this song on a scale of bare naked to fully clothed. The more clothes this song is wearing, the worse it is. The fewer clothes, the better. So, Ev, as usual, we'll give our guests a little time to think, and we'll start with you. Rock Band's back, baby! The video game? The video game yeah. is back! Right. New peripherals, new everything. <laughs> it's going to be so great. They got all new songs on it. And guess what? We're having house parties again where everybody comes over and plays rock band sure. and acts like they're a real band. So we're all, me and my friends are all getting together to do rock band. And I'm like, ooh, yeah, we're going to be so cool. And they even have like a pretend audience that can watch you and like react to your stuff. And we're going to we're gonna do that. And we're going to think we're so cool. We're going to have some beers and pretend to be a rock band. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what do I wear? I've got a shirt. I've got a red shirt that says music band on it. <laughs> it's... um. And I'm going to wear my ripped up jeans that are like a size too small for me because I'm a fat man now. Okay. And uh, um, I'm going to wear my socks and my uh, my my uh, Converse All-Stars and my wallet chain. And uh, I'm going to sp- your... spike my hair up like I like I used to do. And, uh, well, actually, it's, it's quarantine, so I'll just shave a full-on mohawk. No one cares. Yeah. Wait, so, wait, so we're doing my... a rock band party, but we are, so, are still in quarantine. So we're going to break quarantine to have this rock band no, party. No, it's over Zoom. Oh, okay. It's over Zoom or okay, something. Okay, I'm sure the latency issues are fine. Okay, go ahead. Well, rock band has solved all Got that. It. It's all good. Rock band 11, sure, whatever, sure. whatever iteration we're on. Wait, I'm sorry. I think I've lost the thread here. Is this an advertisement for rock band, or, 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 or are you easing into the type of clothing that you're... This is the... We do commercial segments here, too. Okay, <laughs> no, okay. I, we truly... We have to prepare our guests for these really, yeah, so truly am, uh, bad I'm segments. So I'm sitting there with my Zoom, my Zoom mic. I stand up, and of course, I play... I'm going to say guitar. I'm a lead guitar kind of guy. Okay. No, no. I'm the bassist. I'm the bassist, and my name is... My nickname is Shrad. Exactly. Because I'm not shredding, but I'm pretty close. Sl- it's like I'm a shredding chat. Slag. Slag. That's <laughs> there a good it is. one, too. There it is. Slag. I'm the slag bassist. And I get up and I just uh, I strike a pose and I'm about to like, oh, that's not what bassists do. They like thump, 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 thump. So I'm getting ready to do that. And uh, then like uh, the server goes down and it's just a freeze frame of me in that that specific pose with my my off-brand alternative rock t-shirt my shitty like poser jeans and converse i look like every inch a 40 year old man trying to relive his garbage childhood sure and that's my rating of this song okay um for my rating i feel like i'm uh tomorrow is the big day for the bare naked ladies concert so i go to bed and I'm like just so excited, and I, I, I it's like Christmas. Go to it is Christmas. I can barely sleep, but around <laughs> around 3 a.m. BNL's Christmas Day concert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's December 24th. Uh, <laughs> Papa, Papa, the Ben Naked Lady's going to play. <laughs> um, and uh, I I wake up the next morning, and I'm so excited, and I go to the concert, and the concert takes place at venue, and so I go to venue. And I walk in, and all the, like, it's very dim lighting. And I, I will visit the merch booth first. The, the band's not on yet. I go to the merch booth, and all they're selling are long sleeve black t shirts that just say bare naked ladies across them in Helvetica font and white. 
And I'm like, oh, all right. I suppose I'll buy a, a shirt for the Barenaked Ladies. And the Barenaked Ladies get on stage and they stand completely still and their mouths open up wide and the songs <laughs> come out of their mouths like animatronic bands. And then I, I, I jolt myself awake and I realize that it was all just a dream. But then I look down and I'm wearing that long sleeve Barenaked Ladies Helvetica shirt and jeans and the same shoes that I wore. Was it a dream? Or are the Barenaked Ladies just really boring now? Tim, I'm going to hand it over to you. What do you think? It's been a hot summer. <laughs> Mostly in the 80s. Sometimes worse. Hard days, but fun. Can't be outside in the afternoon, but these days, when can you be outside? But it's the summer. Things are a little more open. Things are fine. Strange week coming ahead. You hear word that the weather will be erratic. After so many days in the 80s, you think, what? that's probably going to be hot. The next day you wake up, what is the weather? It's 65 degrees. You are used to a summer lifestyle. You are reading on your phone or computer. I'm not going to drive. <laughs> that is going to be 65 degrees. You are going, what? What is, how do I, what is 65 degrees is what you're thinking. You, you, you are, you're, what is 65 degrees? And, and you know, so you make some choices. You put on shoes rather than... <laughs> sandals. Sandals. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> you put on shoes rather than sandals. And you're like, well, do I... I'm going to wear my bulkier shoes. I don't know. what it is. You wear your bulkier shoes. You're wearing long pants. You're wearing jeans. Turns out these are actually the heavier jeans that you have, but they're the ones like most on top mm. of, of your, of your like, pant drawer. So you're putting those on, and you're wearing a T-shirt. And you're going, 65, I don't know, what What do I wear for 65? So over that t-shirt, you are throwing your winter jacket. So you are right now outside, it's 65 degrees, you're wearing shirt, pants, t-shirt, and an open winter jacket. Because the moment you step outside, you realize, that was this was not the right way to dress for this. And so it is unzipped and just sort of open. Um, and that is my attire sure. for this experience. Now place. you got to lug it around with you all day. That sucks. Y- yeah. So yeah. I had one I have one question about that. Do you, do you always dress from the bottom up? Like, because you started with your shoes, so it's no. like our shoes. Our shoes, the first thing you put on, like when you're dressing. No, but the what, the only thing I was certain about in this description was the was the winter jacket over the t-shirt. That was like the only. Oh, thing you I didn't had. want to give that away. Yeah. So I was gonna try to build up to that. Sure, sure, that makes sense. Uh, I knew that was the hit. I knew that was the punch. You know, <laughs> that was the punchline. Was winter jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Give him the vinegar. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tim, thank you so much for being on today. We really appreciate well, thank it. You. Um, thank you. What do you have to plug? What's going on? Well, I am quarantined in Brooklyn, <laughs> New York. So if you want to see me on live shows, you cannot. Um, uh, I uh, I am a cast member in a. Uh, uh, podcast called rude tales of magic we play D and we tell a beautiful story <laughs> with funs and laughs all around um and uh that uh, if you want to listen to that it's awesome the first we've only the first episode is called class dismissed you can find it wherever you get podcasts that's rude tales of magic baby <laughs> um also you can follow me on twitter at at timothy platt or on instagram at I am King Bozo, um, and you'll see some art I make, you'll see some little videos I post, and you'll see me post about when, hopefully, I can do a live show again. Hell yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I hope those live shows come soon, and Rude Tales fucking rules. I love thank it you. so much. Yeah. Thank you. All right, Tim, thank you so much. 
Tim, have a good one, thank man. Thank you. A thousand, thousand thank yous. Ah, when you call, I answer. <laughs> thank you. Ev, I want to hear how this song is like a science fiction movie. Do you really? Not. Or do you just want to give it a skip all this time? I mean, we could just truly, we could just give it a skip. I can hear my son upstairs kicking at the bars of his crib. I don't think he napped. Let's just. Yeah, like uh, like this song, the the sci-fi read is eminently skippable. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is it? Just give me the title and I'll decide from there. Donnie Darko. Donnie, oh, the opposite of eminently skippable. The definition of my high school years. I haven't seen it since like 13 years. It was everybody's freaking high school movie. And it was like one of those movies where, like, all the cool, edgy kids would, like, at a party, you'd go and they'd be like, hey, man, you want to see something really cool? <laughs> Here, come into my come into my half-lit room and spend an hour and 45 minutes watching Donnie Darko <laughs> with me. Yeah, dude. I remember. I must have seen it. Yeah, I saw it, like, well, it's only oh, it's only an hour and 13 minutes, but I saw it, like, eight times in high school and then never again because <laughs> i was real sick of it yeah i saw it in in college a lot too i remember being so excited when the director's cut came out because the director's cut interposed parts from the like book that you needed to read to understand the movie into the movie itself so i was totally like now i can show this to people and they don't even have to read the supplemental material they'll just get it so like <laughs> fucking a bad concept for a movie anyway yeah i mean uh so yeah basically this the movie is a little too precious, just like this song. <laughs> um, it takes itself a little too seriously, and I think that's one of the things that I didn't like about sure. it. But um, uh, it stars okay a, a billion people, like Jake Gyllenhaal, Maggie Gyllenhaal, of course, the Gyllenhaal siblings, Patrick Swayze, James Duvall, like a lot of different people. Um, Michael Dukakis. Sure. <laughs> so just basically, the plot. <laughs> The plot is a uh, time travel, uh-huh. kind of. Um, so Donnie Darko, played by Gyllenhaal, does a sleepwalker. He meets a bunny, a uh, spooky bunny, who tells him that he's uh, it's um, he's kind of evil and uh, it's bad. And uh, a plane crashes into his be- plane engine crashes into his bedroom, and then all the the all the thing is a nested narrative that um, D- Donnie either slowly going insane or slowly. Um, going back in time i guess Mm -hmm. because he it's just kind of like a it's kind of like a garden state if there was like a little bit of a supernatural slash element uh science fiction element okay um so it's just about him being kind of sad the whole time (laughs) and all of his friends are kind of sad and uh then at the end he goes back uh, um uh, his girlfriend gets run over by a car he shoots a man and then goes back in time and uh the plane that was in the first scene the plane smashes into his bedroom but he was out sleepwalking but this time the rabbit has told him what was going to happen so he goes back to his room the plane hits his house and kills him and then basically the movie didn't happen yeah yeah it's okay that's why it's skippable is because it's a movie that didn't happen ev but doesn't it take you on a journey i mean it's important even if it wasn't important for him or the people in the movie it's important for us as viewers like this song, it takes me on a journey, but I'm not sure I wanted to go there. <laughs> okay, all right. But... Right? I mean, see, like like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie, he has to learn to live live with, live in with every choice he's made, mm-hmm. but he doesn't... At the end of the movie, it invalidates all of his choices. Sure. We see them, right? We see that he has sex with his girlfriend, and we see that he gets um, the local, uh, you know... Uh, motivational speaker Patrick Swayze arrested for child pornography cl- uh, charges. We see that he like 
goes into the forest with his friends and they talk about Smurfs having sex. We see all this stuff. We see him go to like visit a psychiatrist uh, who diagnoses him with daylight hallucinations, which is a real, obviously a medical term. I mean, we see him fantasize about Christina Applegate where, and then unzip his pants. Um, I don't remember that. We see all this stuff, but like in the end, just like this song, like he doesn't have to live with them. And, uh, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal with his famous shaky voice. Remember my name's Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, like he, he just, someone needs to give that boy some shade because he's not half the actor he thinks he Whoa, is. Whoa, big shade. Damn, you don't mm-hmm. like Jakey? You don't like the Bubble Boy? You don't like Mysterio himself? I think I think Bubble Boy is my favorite movie he was okay. in. <laughs> because all the other movies, he just takes himself so fucking seriously. Like, there's no fun about him. There's no sense of fun, period, except for Bubble Boy, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't... I'm trying to think. You're right. I think you're right. I do... I love his movies. I'm a big fan, but they are all very... Brokeback Mountain, all very serious. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like, I mean, like, even in Brokeback Mountain, like, Heath Ledger, like, had, like, a... I mean, he was kind of a golden boy, like that golden boy sort of hair and halo and stuff like that. But he had like a, there's like a, a there's like a smile inside him. And, <laughs> and like Jake Gyllenhaal is just frowns all the way down. <laughs> I, like pensive frowns. I need to ask, have you seen uh, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch? I watched maybe 20 minutes of it and It stopped. wasn't for you? No, it was not my oh, not my man. thing. Man, okay, never mind. Because uh, I'm not a huge fan of musicals unless they're like Moana. He's, okay, Jesus Christ, he's he's hilarious in that, and I'm sorry that you didn't see it. I'm, yeah, I just think like musical comedy is like too precocious. Like I I mean like putting a joke into a song is not for me. Wow, and we're I doing like my a jokes. Bare Naked I like my ladies jokes. podcast. Yeah, well. I like my jokes delivered in a, uh, a monotone. <laughs> sure. Open my mouth and joke comes out. Uh, I like my yeah. jokes like I like my coffee in a cup. Not at all. Uh, not at all. Um, oh, I can't believe you don't like Avenue Q. You don't like Book of Mormon with its incredibly racist overtones and undertones and tones. You don't like... Didn't watch Book of Mormon. Uh, okay. Well, you're not missing too much. But... I just want Jake Gyllenhaal to spare me his parlor tricks that impress his fans, right? <laughs> sure. I want him to. I want him to wave his candlesticks in his burnt hands. <laughs> How did he burn his hands? Um, burning down the house in Donnie Darko. Oh, okay. Hey, Donnie Darko and uh, Bubble Boy came out the same year. For some reason, I thought Bubble Boy was like one of his first roles, but wow. that's a wild. Those are two very, very different movies. They are, they are, and I mean, it it shows me he has range, and I haven't seen Bubble Boy since it came mm. out, so maybe I need to revisit Bubble Boy and see it, see like what what comedy Jake is is capable sure, of. Sure. All right. Well, that makes sense. Ebo, did you finish? I, I, you don't seem to be a big fan of Donnie Darko. Did you finish the movie? I mean, I the like the times I watched it. Yes. Well, then I think that says all it needs to say. I think it's a five star <laughs> movie right there. Yep, I just you, you got to just sit, sit in the rain with your headphones on, listening to "Mad World" by Tears for Fears. God, how the cover by uh, Gary Jules and Michael Andrews. How bizarre is the pervasiveness of that Mad World cover? It was everywhere, and kids today, mm-hmm. like my students, still know that song, like through memes yeah? and shit. But like, Weird. it's just wild that that song was so popular. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a good song, but it got oh, I. I heard it too many times yeah that's yeah, true okay well ev 
Thanks a bunch. And we'll be right back with more. It's all been done. A Bare Ladies podcast. Hey, Ev. Mm. What, what did we talk about that you were supposed to be doing? Do you think um, you'd be good at medieval war? At warfare? Do you think you'd be good at medieval warfare, Saker? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I think I would be really Why? good at it. Because Give me three I reasons. I feel like people in the medieval ages, when they were doing wars, they had like blinders on and they like picked a dude and ran towards him. I feel like if I were opportunistic, if I got on that battlefield and like looked to the side a little bit, I could stab a dude this way, I could stab a dude that way. Like, Bud, you're stabbing your own people just now. Uh, well, I mean, I'm in the thick of it at this point. I'm. You stab anybody. I, I don't care. I'll win war. It's just the body count that matters to me, not who those bodies are. <laughs> What's your signature weapon? Um, my signature weapon is the flail. I'm a flail boy. Ooh, that's a bad signature <laughs> weapon. <laughs> takes a really, you can really see that shit coming. You can, yeah, you do not want to use like. <laughs> There's no surprise like, with me. They call me. They chain weapons. Yeah. yeah. Well, what, what, what's wrong with it? And are you? Because you're gonna smash your face in. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, are you wearing armor? No. Well, light armor. I'm wearing leather. So he's coming at me with a flail and light armor. <laughs> and it's also, it's a modified flail. I have a uh, an anvil on the end of it instead of a uh, instead of just a regular thing. So he's dragging a flail That's at me. That's right. I'm going to swing it he's and it's dra- going to hurt, my friend. If you could get it off the ground. Oh, believe me, you, I can do it. What do you got? What? So it's me versus you and we're fighting. What's your weapon? I don't need one. Oh, you're just using your hands to beat the shit out of people in war? I'm just going to wait for you to kill yourself. <laughs> This flail you've got. I half swing it and it you're just like, lands on me. You're gonna me. like try and pick it up off the ground and like get a hernia. Yeah. And then I'll just like push you over and then just topple it on top of you. Buddy, I'm a classical herniac. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, I think I'd use an axe. I think I'd use an axe because that would give you a pretty quick death yeah. saker. Yeah, axe is pretty good. Axe is... A big, uh, like a Nordic bearded axe. When I was... When I... Uh, you know, as a kid, as a nerd kid, was super into weapons, like swords, axes, as all nerdy kids are at some point. My yeah. favorite, my go-to that all my OC characters had was a Warhammer. I fucking, I think Warhammers rule. They're so fun. It's just this big, beefy, like, ah, yeah, oh, it's so good. Well, they're actually, I mean, real Warhammers are actually not beefy at all. They're pretty small oh. things because you're, you're, you're trying to smash through the armor. I want like a Shao Kahn. Like, just those big, like, Mjolnir head. You don't want a heavy weapon in battle because you have to keep lifting well, it. Well, it's worked out for my anvil so far. Has it? I think you're dead, Saker. <laughs> I think I am, too. I think I killed you. <laughs> so much so that when I, I went to LARPs, I made a, a LARP Warhammer that was, like, double oversized, and people would marvel mm-hmm. at it, and I would get hit so much in battle, but it was really fun. But then when I would hit people, boy, oh boy, would it be a stink. I think I would use a trident to kill you. That's not bad. I feel like a trident is an underused weapon. Well, sure, because it's got the throne and the 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 melee aspects to it. That's a good one. Yeah. You can't really throw a sword. I guess you can, but it's probably not going to work, right? Uh, you're the mini. Maybe. You're the classical. You could throw a sword, and it could work. I, but I mean, I wouldn't. Okay, great. <laughs> well, this is useful. Uh, I'm sorry. And your armor. Oh, I am in a full gothic plate. Oh, I do like that. As I as I clatter at you. Yeah, clatter away. Okay. 
I like that. Gothic plate. See, you're going to be slow, though. You're going to give me a lot of time to... Gothic plate only weighs about 50 pounds, bud. It's like a, it's like lighter than a marine field pack. See, I don't like that you're countering my assertions with facts. Hey, you're the one who stepped into my fucking area of specialty, <laughs> bud. It was a foolish move on my part. You're right. Uh, you want to talk about maps next? <laughs> yeah, bro. I can outmap you any day of the week. Sure. Okay, what's your uh, scale and graticule? Let's go in. Let's do this. Six. Six? Six, 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 two. Six to seven. Six or seven. Six to seven? Yeah, that's my graticule. <laughs> Making a map. Your scale, actually, is what you're saying. Yeah, but, I know. Um, you're, you're making a map, map that's just slightly, slightly smaller, smaller than, than the thing yes, you're representing. I know. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. And I like it that way. I'm going to make a map. You're making a, a life-size map of your house. <laughs> I was just about to say my house. Yeah. Uh, boy, you know who else loves maps? Well, those would be... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. You had a guess. The yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, they don't love them like I love them. And they certainly don't love them like Monkey D. Luffy loves them. That's right. We are watching One Piece. For Joe, it's a One Piece rewatch podcast. For Jory, it's a recap of their first time through. Together, they discuss the anime as frequently as they can. What do you think Jory's signature weapon would be? Uh, I am actually friends with Jory on Facebook, so I know Jory. I don't care. I didn't ask you about your relationship status with him. I asked you what his signature weapon is. I'm just is. telling you my, my bona fides. I don't need any backstory. Okay. Jory's signature weapon would be a pack of dogs that he just... That's a really good, that's a really good he's idea. He's the Beastmaster. I, but, uh, I think I, I, in a Dungeons and Dragons game, I, I played with a guy who did that. He spent all of his money buying war dogs. <laughs> he would just sick them on whatever. Because a war dog, it's like cheaper than a sword uh-huh. and you can buy like seven of them with your starting money and they're tough enough to kill any like low level monster <laughs> right. especially in a pack yeah so, well the only I mean, the problem with that is the upkeep because you got to pay like a bunch of gold a day just to keep your dogs alive right but you're fucking they're, they're chewing on goblins right you're getting all those copper That's pieces fair. that is fair all right i mean they eat they eat what they find they keep what they kill like the necromongers sure absolutely and uh, it's the necromonger way so you don't need to you don't need to feed them because they're eating goblins. You just need to like pay for their like upkeep and stuff. Although like I never liked I never liked it because like it just smacked of animal cruelty. Like in video games where like you have to go fight wolves and they always make a yelping sound. Yeah, that sucks. When you kill them, and I, I fucking hate that. I hate fighting like animals. Give me a give me a made up monster to fight. Something that doesn't exist. Yes, fucking the worst at this is Last of Us Two, a game that I thoroughly disliked. They not only make you kill them and then make you feel bad about killing them, but other characters are like, why, why'd you do that? What are you doing? <laughs> like, it sucks. That game sucks. Uh, find what you keep, keep what you kill. Jory has podcast about King of the Hill. That's right. Citizen Hank, a King of the Hill discussion <laughs> podcast, where Jory is determined to prove their guests that King of the Hill is the Citizen Kane of animated sitcoms. Season two is coming soon, right here on the Orange. It's been a year over a year since the last episode came out. Well, okay. In any case, Jory, get to it, bud. I need to hear about season two. Get your signature weapon, which we still haven't. Pack of dogs! Is that a weapon? Yeah. What happens when all your dogs are dead, though? Then you don't have a weapon. Then you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Truly. Well and truly. Bye. <laughs> And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time of the show when we spin this big wheel and figure out what segment we're going to do today. <laughs> today's segment is... Around me, was convicted. Who should cover this song? 
Oh, we already Pearl said Jam. this, didn't we? Pearl Jam. Pearl Next. Jam. <laughs> Love it when we get a couple of these. Squirrel Jam. I love you. Love you. What the fuck is this segment? Someone loves this song. Recommend to them a drink, a TV show, a Jello flavor, something. So for someone that loves, I have learned, what am I going to give them? Like, I'm imagining, like, Fago? Like, I'm imagining, like, some off-brand soda. Oh, okay, okay. I like that. I th- That's Fago Moon Mist. Sure. I feel like I might give them... Isn't this Mountain Dew? No. <laughs> Fago Moon Mist. I have a lot of respect for Fago. They're like a local company getting it done. Like, Fago rules. And they have so many flavors. Living it up. <laughs> well, there they do. They just don't, they don't stop. They don't stop. You got... They don't stop coming. You want cotton candy. You want red pop. You can't find those outside of Fago land. Okay, so this is like a... Um, I'd recommend... So if it goes out, I'd recommend it's like Dr. K or like whatever, like the doctor, like the local um, grocery store version of Dr. Pepper is like what this what I'd recommend the to the liker of this song. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. Professor J. <laughs> um, yeah. OK, so see, I would want to Pepper Esquire. I guess I'm trying to make this person's life better for me. I don't want to give them something they're going to be comfortable with. I want to shake them up. Giving them pup. Living it up. Uh, I want to... I'm going to give them... Uh, maybe it is boring. Maybe I'll give them a bullet journal, right? I'm going to give them a, a Hobonichi bullet journal straight from Japan. Uh, and mm-hmm. I'm going to allow them to write in it every day and process their feelings. I'm going to allow them to write in I, it. <laughs> I'm going to give them that allowance. Because I feel like once they write... Every day they're going to write like, today was fine today was fine and they're going to realize that their life is boring and i'm going to pull them out of their rut i think that's my goal here um i don't know i'm going to recommend to them a hat oh what hat um, or you just in general a top hat okay why top hat because i feel like uh, this song could use some classing up <laughs> okay. just like this person okay. sure absolutely uh i'm going to recommend to them Sony Acid, uh, a music software, because what I want Uh them to do is I want them to load this song into Sony Acid and play more instruments over it. I want them to add additive. If you like this song, make it better. Make it your own. Do something with it because you're in charge of your destiny here. I'm going to recommend to them uh, Pearl Jam's album. I don't know what their most famous (laughs) album, the one with Jeremy on it. Jeremy Spoken. Um. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna recommend that because it's a it's just a better version of this song in album format. I'm gonna recommend to them Citizen Hank, a King of the Hill discussion podcast. Shut up! That's right, a King of the Hill podcast where Jory is determined to prove their guests that King of the Hill is the Citizen Kane of animated sitcoms. I'm gonna recommend to them avocados because I don't think they've ever tried one, and I think they would really <laughs> like it if they did. This segment is over. <laughs> now it's time to take a question from our friends. Our fans are happy little ham bones. Uh, this is a question. By the way, we need questions. Again, we go through these cycles where I'll say we need questions and 18 questions will come in. And then no one will email us for 18 weeks. <laughs> and then I have to beg again. So just constantly, here's what I want you to do. Think of a question every morning when you wake up. 
Send it to It's All Been Done Podcast. This is your morning ritual from now on. Drink your coffee and think about what Ed and Steve are doing right now and come up with some sort of narrative that you want us to answer. Uh, it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. This is a question from our friend Daniel. He says, hi, guys. Hi, Daniel. Hope you are both doing well amidst such strange times. Thank you both for keeping me entertained during quarantine. I have two questions for you guys. Number one. If you could question be, the first. If you could be called up onto stage at a Bare Naked Ladies concert to sing mm-hmm. one song of your mm-mm, choice, mm-mm, mm-mm, which mm-mm. song would each of you choose? Nope. You have I would to. choose I would choose Little Tiny Song. I was just thinking that would be a good answer, yeah. <laughs> I might choose Little Tiny Song too. Because like you could really milk the shit out of that. I would I just don't want to be up on stage with people looking at me. So I would uh I want to get out of there as quickly as possible. I'd I choose dat fodder because I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I just stand there looking uncomfortable, shifting from foot to foot as they play like nonsense over. Do me. they have some instrumental song where you could just like bop your head? I don't think any any album has had an instrumental yet, because that would have been fucking hell no. to talk about on the cast. Yeah. So um yeah, so you would choose a little time. I would choose it not because it's short, but because you could really like make a character in that right at first you'd be like and then the crowd well, would be not, like uh, you better not uh milk that too long because it's only got like three lines because the crowd would be like yeah this is fucking hilarious this guy rules and then it emboldens me and by the fourth line i'm like watch me now i'm full of piss and then the song <laughs> that's, like, that's how the uh the song ends watch me now i'm full of piss <laughs> i've forgotten i assume that's how it goes makes sense uh good Number two, if Ty were to write a song on a future album, what style do you think he'd write it in? And what would be the subject matter of said song? Hmm. I would say arena rock. Whoa, that's a big like a U2 vertigo sort of like a big ass song. I was thinking more like, yeah, I think more like like a journey or like a um, like like a sticks or something. I don't know why U2 was my go to for arena rock. Yeah, they're not really rockers, no, are they? Not, uh, I guess not, they are. I mean, they are, but like they're technically rockers. Yeah. Um. Interesting. And what would so what what would the subject matter of said song be? Obviously, French fries covered in cheese, chili, sour cream, uh, General Tso's sauce, <laughs> ketchup, uh-huh. a little sriracha mayo on the side. Uh huh. Poutine. Mm-hmm. Um, poutine including more fries maple syrup uh-huh. and a big old loon and 10 more oh 10 more wood <laughs> bottle caps <laughs> pencil shavings quick 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 ripped up newspaper <laughs> chapstick five plastic bag six, garden seven, a microphone eight. Staples Nine, the store and the an item. entire 1976 Buick Oldsmobile. Yeah, he did it. Wait, Buick Oldsmobile. All right. Yeah, they, they don't. They don't exist. Sure. 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 Oh, it's a song about things that don't exist. Yeah, Tyler wrote a song about things that don't exist. Just like my love for you. Oh, that could be like the thrust of the song. Like we used to love each other. Now our love is like a Buick Oldsmobile. That sounds like a fucking stunt song. It does. 
where they're singing about things that don't exist and then steve makes it sad by talking about how he never loved his partner yeah that's exactly what a song wow, i think we just sold be. it in the room like, <laughs> that is an amazing bnl song do you think if we pitched it to the very good ladies they would re-release stunt with that song they would reunite to record it and then re-release stunt? who do you think if we pitched it to both steve and bnl who do you think would snap it up first at this point gotta be steve yeah i think so too yeah, he's a lot more playful playful boy and a lot more open i think to suggestions and to viewer fan response he's been on bennegan abc's how the fuck do we get steve on this show if we stop annoying him i don't i don't think we want him on this you show. said you were going to do some work to get him on the show back in four seconds i did yeah i did i have i've i've i'm speaking with steve every day okay. on the phone for six to seven minutes okay good 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 during his uh during his time when he is between lunch and bathroom <laughs> between lunch and second lunch <laughs> um all right uh daniel also says uh on the subject of what you do oh but i think uh same idea for ty's song except i think the genre is going to be uh what style is enya uh, new new age. new age a new age song yes <laughs> on the subject of what you do after the podcast says daniel i wouldn't mind if you didn't do the solo albums but if you could do an episode covering lovers in a dangerous time that would mean a lot to me as it's my favorite bnl song sending some love from canada you two are awesome daniel thank you daniel thank you daniel i can guarantee we won't do that <laughs> daniel i agree it that song fucking rules uh but then I would feel like we would have to do all the B-sides, wouldn't we? Or maybe we wouldn't. We could just do a lover special. Maybe Valentine's Day this year we do Lovers in a Dangerous Time. There you go. There we go. Now you're that's thinking some, portals. That's some thinking. <laughs> it still extends us by one, but yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Ebo. Mm-hmm. It's done, done. It's all been done. The podcast. Has it? We're finished? He's my co-host, the graviest train in Chow Chowville. Evan. He's my co-host, the 1978 Buickles Mobile. <laughs> I don't exist. Sakling. Oh, fuck. Um, Ebo, it's been a good week. What do you have to plug? Schadenfreude. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be totally out of context two weeks yeah, from now. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, by the, like two or three weeks from now, we'll know. Or maybe like the day this episode is released, uh, something really bad will have happened. I mean, good but bad and this is going to seem very mean um but god it doesn't seem mean i mean we'll yeah, just come no, right I, out with it i mean trump got covid this week and yeah uh, i mean it's a delight if yeah i think that i feel nothing like if anyone tried to shame me for me like i literally want like something that gets me up in the morning and like gets me through a lot of days is the knowledge that i am most likely going to outlive him and be able to spit <laughs> on his grave like yep there has never been a more spiteful... Well, there have been more spiteful presidents, but I don't think that anyone has done as much damage. Yeah, probably true. In my lifetime, for Oh, sure. God, absolutely true. And I think that he... If anyone deserves to die, it's him. Hot damn. We're coming I'm not saying that kill him. It. I'm saying if he died, though, I would be a, a, very a Parody, happy. parody. This whole podcast is parody. We're par it's parody, so you can't actually get us FBI. Uh, no, I, mean, I, I didn't say I was going to kill him. I know, F. <laughs> You're allowed to say you hope the president <laughs> Well, not anymore if you're on Twitter or Instagram. Uh, they will ban yeah. you for saying, I hope you die. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Fucking Twitter sucks What if they? Balls. What did you say? I, I hope you don't live. I have seen people getting around it by responding to his, like, I'm doing better uh, by saying, uh, oh, stay positive, stay positive, <laughs> which is a great way of getting around, <laughs> I hope you die. 
So, yeah, fun, fun, fun. What a relentless shitbag. What a what a relentless shit administration. What a relentless shit year. What relentless shit I had this morning. Yeah, Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Uh, I'm going to plug uh, Unforgiving Diarrhea. I'm Saker. I wish Unforgiving Diarrhea on Donald Trump. Oh, that's pretty good. I bet he's got it right now. Is that one of the symptoms of COVID? You had it. Tell me. I think COVID. I think COVID is has, like the symptoms list has gradually grown to be literally anything. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And I mean, with that, same with my paranoia. I had. I woke up this morning and my shoulder hurt really bad. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, I COVID. got it now. Like, <laughs> it's gotta be. You got the Rona. <laughs> All right, I'm Saker. I'm Evan. We'll see you again in one week. Week. Have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch for a podcast that we do. What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month at best. Did, Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real life politics and events. I, I must have forgotten. What, where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? Oh.